Travelers, we're on the end of season three. It's crazy. I loved you guys and did the end of season three. How the hell did we get here, man? We're here. We did it. Uh, season three, three seasons. There are <laughs> one season, there's a second season, and then there is this one that we're on right now. Uh, hello, I'm Russell Tindall. I'm another one of your co hosts for the Never Ending Adventure Podcast and Adventure Time Podcast. Three <laughs> seasons then. How, how do how do you feel? Three seasons? Oh my gosh! Three? I'm, well, I'm you. Not one, like, not two, but three. We started. Three we started this podcast, and like <laughs> I, I think the good part of this show starts on this episode. Like literally. Oh, like wow. I've been thinking okay. about this episode since we started the podcast. Like this is a huge turning point. It is a huge development. It is a opening up a canon that goes through the rest of the show. Oh my gosh. And it's so like literally this episode, season three, episode 26. Yes. This one starts off flame princess who is in this episode. You don't really learn much about her. I know you love flame princess. Yes. I'm questioning why. (laughs) Oh, because after this episode, I don't know, man. She's fiery. We've gone through a lot of like C-list characters. We've gone through a few B-list characters. And Frame, Frame, Flame Princess ends up being like top tier, like part of Finn's development. Like who he becomes by the end of the show is very, very much molded by Flame Princess. So this is kind of a jumping block into the rest of the show, which I just, it just makes me excited. It's I yeah. started this show wanting to be on this episode and get you to this point because it really only gets better from here. Well, I hate this episode. You hate this episode? No, okay, I'm like, just fine. I'm just messing Okay, I'm just, I was going to say, like, I mean, nah, it's, nah, not come the, on. Come it's not the best. I'm not no, sure. No, it's a good even, episode. It's a good episode. Yeah, I'm not even sure alone, like stand alone, though. We've gone through some great ones in season three, and I'm like wondering if this will make my top three or four or not. <laughs> Uh, it might be like top five, maybe. Yeah, I I mean, it could be five know. or six for me. I haven't sat down and but analyzed it But I can see why you would like this. I could see why anyone would like this episode. And also Flame Princess is an interesting new character. Like let's add another love interest for our, our boy, our teenage well, um, finally, baby boy. Finally yeah. another love interest. We've had Princess Bubblegum, which is how this episode starts off. We've had yeah. other princesses. We've had... A tree witch. We've had a Lots bagel. Of princesses that loved him, and yeah, it was pretty and, unrequited. And this is really the first time Finn has ever had anybody almost literally dropped in his lap. That's yeah. cute. That is voice acted phenomenally, like absolutely phenomenally. And then he's, you know, Jake even says in this episode, "Dude, Princess Bubblegum's too old for you. Like you got to get over it. It's creepy." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not just the fact that he's 13, but the fact that she's thousands of years old. All right. And that, well, 
last episode, Ned, you mentioned, you hinted at that you got a new tattoo. Is it Flame Princess? Because you're just like in love with her, clearly. <laughs> Man, that would be, that'd be a deep cut tattoo for sure. No, I have. Would it? She seems to be, you just talked about how important. Oh, there you, there it is. Um, yeah, right there on the, on the arm. LTP. So I got the, I got the letters LTP tattooed on the side of my arm, specifically right here, because it is actually a great uh, lead up into this episode. So LTP Lumpy. stands for <laughs> Lumpy Truffle Princess. Truffle Princess. There it no, goes. It, it stands for Love the Process. So Love the Process. Uh, long story short, yes. I had a coach in high school who we had uh, a lot of summer practices going on, and we had these like little t-shirt practice jerseys, and he sharpied LTP on the sleeve, and it stands for Love the Process. Um, and love the process. It stuck with me for a long time because he was like, it's not, you know, the, the typical saying is trust the process. And it's one thing to trust the process and it's another thing to love the process. So it stuck with me for a lot of oh, life like stuff. That. That's, you know, the journey's not always, and people are always like, it's all about, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And like the journey sucks sometimes. You go through hard shit and you do things that you don't want to do. And, Mm -hmm. You do jobs you don't want to do and all of it, you know, if, if you've got your grounds about you and you end up at your destination, it's, it's nice to be able to sit in something that you are not loving and just be like, I, I need to love this because this is part of my story and it's part of my development. Um, so I got this one just to, That's on great. there to remember that it was, you know, it was always on my sleeve, but, uh. To love the process every day, you know? That's cool, man. So it's another part of the uh, the sleeve that you're building on your left yeah, arm. Yeah, I'm b building the sleeve, which... Are you going to um, grow? Is it going to go past the elbow? Are you going up to the shoulder or are you... Yeah, I think I decide. I've got some stuff I want to do LTP on... LTP is. Yeah, I want to do some... I'm going to fill in some more on the forearm. But um, yeah, this is okay. kind of the beginning of, of going up the shoulder cool. over time. I'll, over time, yeah. I like it, man. That's awesome. Uh What's new with me? I don't have any new, new tattoos. Thank you for asking. Um, uh, Allie has <laughs> been yet. working. Not not yet. It's not going to be BMO. I'm telling you, man, there's no <laughs> way. Um, there's a chance. No, uh, I'm going to get BMO on my on the bottom of my foot, like like uh, Andy from Toy Story, <laughs> but BMO for some reason. I don't know. Um, no, actually, Allie's been working. She's back at um, the ballet, so she's been working that a lot. And I've been doing some boys' nights with boys uh, myself, nights. our dog, and sometimes with my buddy Norm, who was my my uh, ex-roommate. Um, the breakup was tough, but we still get along. Um, <laughs> you know, I had the move yeah. in with Allie. So. Norm, Norm, you're a good guy. I like you. Oh, Norm is a great guy. He doesn't listen to this podcast, but shout out to Norman. <laughs> shout out to Norm. <laughs> I Anyways, didn't know if he did listen to the podcast or not. So no, figured I'd give not. him a shout out. I he like supports Norm. us. He supports it. You know, I'm, he's just not an adventure time. Yeah, but maybe one day. Well, what's up, you molten mamas? Let's get into this freaking episode, get huh? Freaking into it. Yeah. We started out, dude. I love at the very beginning of this episode is just an interesting scene. And it a very frustrating scene, actually, when I'm mm -hmm. really thinking about oh, it. Oh, man. You got it, the, this the one, liquid oh. pyrotechnics, <laughs> which so frustrating, right? Oh, liquid pyrotechnics? Like, that doesn't make sense. Like, liquid fire? Uh, you know, I'm just making a bad joke. Um, sorry, I've had... It, it, it's drinking it's whiskey. Very, forced me to drink whiskey. I'm, you yeah, know, you got to drink some buzz. whiskey. 
But hey, it's the last it, episode of the season three. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We got we got to get a little little whiskey on this episode. No, it, it makes yeah. sense. I I love they do the liquid pyrotechnics because it is a good beginning to parallel or what to juxtapose uh, PB and Flame Princess. She's doing yeah. stuff with liquid, and we got Flame Princess, and it extinguishes her later. And it's that's the that's the battle. That's the battle that Finn's going through right now. A little Gosh, bit. Gosh, it does uh, make me wonder. Cold. Does is this going to be a battle? Because it, obviously at this moment when they're on top of the treehouse and they're having this weird situation where Finn is trying to cuddle up with Princess Bubblegum mm. because Jake was and she's like, oh, thanks, puppy. Like really cute to the dog that's laying on her lap. And then Finn's like, oh, I don't know what to say about how cool these fireworks are. I'm going to do the same thing. And he tries to cuddle up, and she's like, "Come on, Finn, don't be weird." Yeah. Well, like, and we well, first of all, we have to call out Jake's dogism. We we said we were going to yeah, call it out when Jake has a yeah. dog. He's got a girlfriend too, so like him cuddling up with PB and her being like, "Oh, nice puppy," it it goes to show that Jake has this dogism. Now, yeah. what Finn doesn't realize is like what he does, how cringe it is. It is so yeah. cringy. It's cringy, and that's. But it's relatable. I feel like so, I've done stupid things with girls that I had crushes on, but I don't oh, know. Oh, bro, that's that's where I was. That's exactly where I was going. Is that yeah. when I was thirteen? You know how much cringe shit that I did, like oh, with I'm girlfriends sure. or with crushes I had. Like I was a big old ball of cringe. So yeah. <laughs> I was like school Ned. Yeah, private school Ned. And <laughs> honestly, I wish I'd had a little bit of like more real world stuff to smack me in the head and be like, don't oh, don't be gosh. this way. Don't be yeah, that way. I was just too afraid of like what people would think. But what what I was getting at though was like Princess Bubblegum, does she, is she gonna does she cause the chase? Because Finn obviously loves the chase. We've seen mm-hmm. how much he loves the chase with Princess Bubblegum, and then maybe even with Flame Princess at the end of this episode when she slaps him and runs away. And he's like, I think I have a crush, and that's how they end the episode. He loves the chase, but does Princess Bubblegum flirt with him, kind of put it on because she wants him as her knight and only her knight. And she knows that if she, if he's in love yeah. with someone else, then he won't be her knight. He'll be someone else's knight. Is that the issue? I don't... So so you're there. I think you're, you're not wrong with the Princess Bubblegum wanting to be liked. And so I, th- I think it's not necessarily like, I want you to be my knight. I think it's more like Princess Bubblegum is always seeking validation. And we see it like the... Okay. Creating her candy can- like people. The only person she really doesn't get validation from is Lemon Grab. Um, and it drives her crazy. And I think that a lot of this, like, she could really throw up like really good barriers with Finn early. Um, and she doesn't do that. And I all you know, you wonder why. You're like, she could just be like, no, I'm too old. You're too young. It's never gonna happen. She doesn't do that. Cause I think she knows he'll constantly keep validating her and keep being like, I like you and you're doing cool stuff and like, yeah, uh, keep doing what you're doing. And she doesn't want anybody to tell her, don't keep doing what you're doing. Yeah. Well, it's interesting too. I, I think part of what makes me so frustrated is our conversation that we had when we talked about the episode, what was missing? Mm-hmm. Because that seemed like such a pivotal moment. I really felt like we've had this big conclusion, especially in the song, uh, My Best Friends in the World, 
where Finn's singing to Princess Bubblegum, to Marcy, to Jake, not to BMO for some reason. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Not but, to BMO. You know, he's, no, he's like, like, when am I your knight, your lover, you know, whatever. I mean, mm-hmm. clearly not your lover, but like, it felt like that was the moment where he was like, okay, I'm okay with it. Like, you're my best friends. And that's what I love about it. I love the night that we had when we were sharing the ramen. I love the moments that we have. I don't love you. I don't have a crush on you. And I, and it really felt to me like that was us moving past the boyhood yeah. crush. But what I'll say is life doesn't work like that. And mm-hmm. I think that is why I'm okay with like, there are still feelings, right? Like yeah. that is so natural for there still to be feelings for that person that you had a crush on there. There's never moments in my personal experience of like, I am on or I'm off. Like it's, it's a gradual process to move past liking somebody or having feelings for someone or feeling broken up with and upset. Um, as Finn goes through like the biggest breakup of his life for some reason with princess bubblegum, poor, poor, poor guy. But I don't know. I, yeah. I think that's the only reason why I like it is because that's just not how life works. You you got to have time to heal that wound. Yeah. Well, it's and it's something that like it's uh, even less of a wound and this is more of like a flame. If there was a flame in yeah. him for for PB, it's like yeah, with the um when the the last song, sorry, uh with the episode um what was missing. It was kind of like mm-hmm. okay, he he was able to extinguish that flame a little bit and be like I realize how much, you know, I like you, but I know it's not going to happen. And this is just like this little moment, this little like her being really motherly towards Jake and sweet. And it just like she's throwing a, a, another log on the flame, you know, pun intended with Flame Princess. Mm-hmm. But we got it, Ned. We got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I hope you, I hope you would. I hope you did. Just mess up with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's okay this one i think could be filled with puns and i think maybe that's why they had yeah. flame princess in this episode is it's oh, it's finn's flame it is his like it is his preteen flame love that mm. he has so um, yeah so maybe this would be a like a real relationship a real crush because it does feel like in my again experience opinion like there's the difference between like early childhood crushes that like aren't like actual loves it's just kind of like i don't know why i find you attractive i don't understand these feelings at all and then oh i know why i'm attracted to you teenage like mm-hmm. early teenage years like i could make yeah a it's like you're, you're like rationalizing it like re-rationalizing it again almost yeah yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's just like knowledge of like, oh, I actually understand what's happening within me and like yeah. why I have these crushes. Uh, like that that crush, that first crush in that moment of your life, I think is um, very different than the initial just like, oh, what a, what a wonderful, cute girl that I don't, it doesn't even matter. You know, like she's just awesome. Yeah, where, where, where we're all like logic. You, you, Finn immediately throws logic out the window. Again, yeah. he he was logical before, and it was just like that one little moment. He was like, "Cool, this is it. I can make my move. Like it's going to be the time." Yeah. And well, you get the first great song in this episode right after mm-hmm. that when BMO, I guess Jake is like BMO play a video game, like trying to distract Finn. Which video games are a pretty good distraction. I gotta mm-hmm. gotta admit, for me at least, I enjoy that. But all gummed up inside is the name mm-hmm. of that first song. Ned, how do you feel about? 
all gummed up inside and really just all the songs for this episode. And, you know, I loved it. I thought the, the wrapping up of season three with this whole episode kind of being uh, revolved around this song is so great. One, I immediately thought it reminded me of the song Best Friends in the World from yeah. What Was Missing. It was a very similar tune, maybe with some like differences. Um, but it, it hits exactly. I think Finn also uses music to 100% like describe how he's feeling. Um, the, like no holds bar feelings out. And I love that Jake uses the same tune instead of all gummed up, it's, uh, all warmed up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah, I thought actually, that, that was such a cool parallel of, um, Again, he's he's stuck. There's there's puns all over the place. He's stuck on Princess Bubblegum, and then he gets reignited with a new love with Flame Princess. So yeah, um, yeah. The the songs were my tops actually, especially mm. all gummed up inside and all warmed up inside. I, I felt like those were the highlights of this episode for me. Outside of what ends up being my lovely, which we'll get to in a little bit, but oh, uh, but certainly okay. the songs I thought were. Top tier, not not nearly as good as what was missing that episode, but still really great. And even when Jake is like, "All right, I'm going to find you a honey, like for my homie." That that whole little rhyme thing that he has, <laughs> yeah, I've got to find a honey for my homie, a baby for my buddy, a lady for uh, a lady for my laddie, my laddie. There it is. It must have auto corrected on my notes. Yeah, a lady for my lady. A lady for my laddie. That's not what he's doing. I love that. Um, I know, and I love, I mean, I love that Jake yeah. puts on the the red rain boots because it reminds me of the red boots. Is it the rain boots City. or does he just put on normal boots? I, I thought he put on brown boots for this. I could be I, wrong. Well, they were like reddish brown. It just reminds me of when Jake wanted to wear oh, the yeah. red boots from City of Thieves so bad. City of Thieves, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like what he stole, right? Isn't that exactly, what he's Yeah, because like, he was like, I got to yeah. have those red boots, man. <laughs> that was so good. <laughs> so and I, actually, love, that, yeah, I love that. That next scene is such a good scene too with Flambeau because Flambeau's screaming, hollering. Jake's like, oh, there's a, you know, what did she, yeah, what does he so, call her? Because he's underneath um, some oh sort no. of a pot or a, I can't remember, like kettle princess yeah, or something. Yeah, like a kettle thing. Yeah, but I don't I, remember I what remember. he says, but I mean, it, but that, that was it such a automatically, great well, it automatically goes to show like when Flambeau's like, yeah, I know I was making noises, like, it's already kind of dastardly. And I have some thoughts about Flambeau in this episode, which, okay. um, but it's weird. It's weird that like Flambeau is fa- like, he's actually, I mean, like, well, like what, what's his deal? Like, why is he out there? Why is he in the grasslands? Why is he yeah, screaming like a little lady? Um, I don't know. It just, it seems like there's some ulterior motives there for sure. Yeah. Well, he, the whole time is kind of, I don't know. He's just kind of like not pranking Jake, but not telling Jake. It's the same thing that Peppermint Butler did when they went to see death. You mm-hmm. know, is he doesn't quite tell him all the information that he needs to fully succeed. Like he's not like telling him yeah. like, oh, you get, you're supposed to be a royalty or like have royal blood if you're going to talk to the the Flame King. Yeah, so, well, that's and that's like why it. I think there's ulterior motives. Like, I yeah, think that Peppermint Butler even had ulterior motives for oh, sure. He definitely does. He definitely yeah. does. And Flambeau does too. I think. I mean, yeah. Ugh, Is okay, there I mean, anything with Flambeau later on in the show where he comes out as being kind of evil-ish? 
so everybody in the fire kingdom is kind of evil. It's just kind of, it's like a, it's like a, in their nature, in their bones thing. And Hmm. the flame King, we see some definitely like future episodes where it's like, he just can't not be evil. Um, yeah. And part of the flame princess in her development with Finn by herself is all about, it's in my blood to be evil and I don't want to be. Um, so I think that that's again, why like Flambeau in his essence doesn't tell Jake about, um, what you should bring to the fire King and that the flame princess is actually evil. Like he doesn't Hmm. bring that up on purpose. I think that Flambeau is a somewhat of a barren entity of the fire kingdom and that like he's trying to have the fire kingdom to take over the grasslands. Cause that's obviously also fire could take over the grasslands the most yeah. easy. Um, so he's like kind of scouting. Yeah. And then the, he sees okay. this as an opportunity. So sorry for those who love Flambeau. I think he's for sure still evil to his core. Well, for what it's worth, I think this entire episode is truly just the Flambeau origin story. <laughs> it could be. I mean, it could be. It, it really is. We find out how how he became Flambeau or how mm-hmm. Flambits, uh, as the wiki calls them, are created by the Flame Princess going crazy and using her magic to turn them into little Flame Cat things. And yeah. Flambeau's just like, oh, that's how I... Became what I am. <laughs> That's how I became what I am. I did. I can't you know remember what, what he says. I've seen this show so many times, and that's one thing that never, just somehow I never caught was like, oh, oh. Flambo was like a byproduct of whatever Flame Princess's crazy royal magic is. Is creates yeah. little Flame Boys. Yeah, he, he's he's great. This this whole episode with Flambo, I don't know. I I like Flambo a lot. I'm I'm or Flambo. I, I'm not against him, even if he's a little evil. I think it's kind of like a kind of a harmless evil from what we've seen so far. It's it's like dastardly. He's like not necessarily yeah. like I'm gonna go burn the world down, but he's got a little bit of like tongue in cheek, like, hey, if this goes bad, mm-hmm. like, you know, it works in my favor anyway. Yeah. And I wanted to t- like talk about for a second a moment in that scene that I honestly might be the funniest moment of this episode. Other than my lovelies, which are the members of the court, the the molten mamas, <laughs> um, when Jake uses his foot to crush the iron owls, right, and k- kicks them, crushes them, whatever, and then he hops to his foot instead of just like bringing his foot to him, like yeah. you would imagine a, just a, someone like Jake would do. I just love that he kind of like wobble hops over to where his foot extended to instead. <laughs> I don't know why, but I just. It got me laughing a good bit. Um, I love it. I love that, that though because into the fire kingdom. It that reminds. I mean, it's like little things like that. That after seeing the show so many times, I don't think about those things. And then yeah. I'm like, for somebody watching it for the first time, it's kind of like, oh, that's it's fun to to see that that like sit out to you. It's you just know? very adventure time. Like a part of comedy, right? Is like setting up and then going in some sort of a uh, outside way or coming out. Um, or saying something that is not of what you thought or the listeners thought you were about to say. And so in a way, that's how Adventure Time does comedy in a lot of ways. It's like, here's the setup and then we have a visual gag or we have a gag, but the way that they do those gags is unlike many other shows that I'm very familiar with. So to me, whenever that happens, I'm just like, oh, okay, okay. Great Adventure Time humor. 
moment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then like what you ripped on it from season one, that, that gag in season one was a butt joke every episode. Oh gosh. I'm glad we're, you know, kind of, we're beyond those. the we butt had a joke, fart joke in the last episode sort of, but yeah. Yeah. Well, the fart, joke, fart jokes can last, you know, but it's okay. the, it was the, everything is a butt in it. Something. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, well, we moved you on a little bit, moved on. And the, comedy in the show is a little bit it's you can tell it's more complex it's more on brand they've created a brand and that that is the comedy brand you know yeah i love it well dude before we get any deeper in this episode i say we take a moment and uh hear from our sponsors hear from the sponsor hey fellow travelers it seems as though you've made it to the end of season three quite the astounding milestone well I think you deserve a gift. No, three. Three gifts. The first, a kiss from Nettie P. Love you guys. The second, some advice from an old friend. Oh, hey, it's me, Ted. No, never date someone from the Flame Kingdom. You, you'll just end up burned. The third, a serenade from your favorite co-host. There's a podcast inside my body. There's a podcast hey. inside my hey. soul. Hey. Uh, I'm singing. Uh, uh, what? Shut up. Shut up. All right. Just, all right. We're done. We're all done. Right. We're done. You're done. Welcome back from the break, guys. Man, that's, that's, that's a better ad sponsor than I thought we'd have today. Just Ned a little wizard hates my out. singing. That's what I, that's my takeaway. <laughs> that doesn't uh, want me to sing. I get it. It's I'm okay. no singer. It's I'm okay. a drummer. Stay behind the drums. Yeah, we'll leave it to uh, the the fact that you like so much good music and then you start singing. I'm like, Russell, I don't... <laughs> I, you should have a better voice than that. You work in the music no, business. No, that's just how it works. <laughs> like, I wish I how could. How do you not sing better? You work in the music oh, business. Man. Oh, I, I saw an incredible band, uh, or a band I really enjoyed live actually yesterday. Um, shout mm. out to Hefner. They're an Athens, Georgia band uh, made up of some pretty cool dudes. Please tell um, me that they at least all yeah. dress like Hugh Hefner on stage. That no, would because that they, would be fun. They all dress, you know. They're they're kind of got that hipstery vibe. They're they're cool. It's indie rock. Um, you know, probably some Strokes influence. Some I don't know. It's just really great. I would go. My wreck this week was just going to be go to a live show. Like go mm. see live That's music. Good. It's good and since I just was very inspired by Hefner, I'll say they're great. Maybe check out their music if you're interested in uh, some indie rock. That is pretty cool. So yeah, pretty pretty from Athens, which means it's gonna get yeah. it's indie with a little bit of weird thrown in there. Usually, yeah, it's 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 the Athens vibe. You know, they got some Athens vibe in them. Yeah. Um, but anyways, back to this episode. No tangents, uh, dude. The Flame King's Court, or even just the freaking Flame Kingdom. This is our, yeah, our first time seeing the Flame Kingdom outside of the episode that we didn't have any sound from where the Snow Golem took um, the Fire Flame Wolf to... Yeah, it was, yeah, what it was called... It was, yeah, back. the episode Thank You. Um, yeah, which was a fantastic episode. Where we did get to see at least what would be the outskirts of the Fire Kingdom. Yeah. And, that there's a, and we've seen Flamba before, so like... We know, but I did love the intro here to the Fire Kingdom because we've had several moments where I'm like, okay, Cinnamon Bun goes to the Fire Kingdom and gets fully baked and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, how's that? 
possible? How do they not die? And now you know Flambeau's got his little like anti-magic spell or anti-fire yeah, spell to shield. put on Jake, which I think is and, I think cool. You know, I, yeah, that was dope. It's uh, a good way. I was curious how you could have a relationship between Flame Princess and Finn. I was, and maybe even despite needing the Flame Shield to go into the Fire Kingdom. If they're outside of the Fire Kingdom, maybe it's kind of the the Rapidash Ponyta thing in Pokemon, where it's like, if I know you or I like you, my flames won't burn you. No, so it's, it's not that deep. There is the incantation. It does turn you blue, and I think it does wear off too. So because there well, does Finn have to have the incantation every time he comes <laughs> into contact with Flame Princess? That so that's actually kind of the funny thing is I guess Flambo's not around all the time. And I guess Flame Princess can't do the incantation herself because through their relationship, they Finn just like coats everything in tinfoil. So he'll like coat his hands in tinfoil and put tinfoil down on his really? couch <laughs> to like have Flame Princess around. So that's pretty great. I, do I like wish that Finn could just learn the incantation himself, but yeah. Anytime they go to the Fire Kingdom, they do the uh, incantation, or they wear a fire suit. There's like several suits they wear. Okay, cool. I, well, that's fine. I, I'm not mad about that, and I really it doesn't bother me at all that he's uh, blue in this episode. I think it's just kind of like, yeah, it makes sense. It's freaking hot lava. Half the Flame Kingdom is lava and volcanoes. Yeah. So. Well, I think they also specifically did it blue. Because Flame Princess at the very end of this episode, just we, we won't skip too far ahead, but when she sees Finn wearing, you know, blue shirt and blue pants, she recognizes him because Jake did a little blue fake mm-hmm. Finn. And so, like, them being blue kind of makes Finn look more real oh, okay. in the real world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an interesting, I kind of hated the fake Finn bit by Jake I, this episode. It was kind of like It was not my tops, but because I kind of, yeah, I, I hated the way that Finn kind of looked like a soy person. Yeah. Um, but I would I say know. my tops that got it was when it wasn't Jake doing it, but when they have Finn and Finn gives the gift and that gift is a koala. But my tops is the the Flame King being like, um. Yeah, I don't think I like koalas anymore. <laughs> that was my top of the old episode. Changes his mind halfway through. He's just through like, oh yeah, gift. no, yeah. koalas aren't cool anymore. <laughs> yeah, that, and actually, you know, my my Jake mistake for this episode comes up in that scene too, where he drops everything out of the bag and it all burns up immediately. And mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, he like tricks himself. He's like, oh, a gift? Yeah. Uh, how about three? Uh, three gifts? You know. Yeah, and well, m- mine was just... That whole moment. My Jake mistake came out of more... He just should not have pretended to be Finn. Like, he could have yeah. done any sort of other gift. He could have done, I brought you a a cake from whatever. Gosh, like, three gifts? Coming up with three gifts on the spot, though, is that's yeah, tough, dude. That's kind of his mistake. Was just His mistake was the last one being like, I'm going to pretend to be Finn, and then realizes that flame prince is going to come out and try to kiss you and then be like oh this is not the real finn and i don't like you that much yeah the uh well i think it's right the, she she doesn't come out to try and kiss him it's just that she's 
rude and has flame powers and evil and tries to freaking kill the people on her court or whatever. And and that's when Jake is like, well, okay, yeah, bad, yeah. bad hookup. I don't want my buddy Finn connecting with this girl. Yeah, so um, there is a lot of there's some lore that's going to come up, and I'll I'll spoil some of it for you because it's not going to be like a mega shocker and like later on when we learn about it. But okay. she's obviously in this lantern, and I can say the lantern is something something about it. Um, the flame people cannot escape that, so like she cannot get out. She wouldn't be able to do anything. She couldn't use her flame powers outside of that lantern. Why do they have her in the lantern? That feels that's so that's answered later on, and it's pretty much because she is super, super, super OP. Um, wow. Some people, I mean, I think the first notion that you get about it is that the Flame King kept her in there because she is more powerful than the Flame King. That's okay. one thing. Jeez. The other thing is that there is an episode later on where you realize that. So Princess Bubblegum does a lot of research into Fire Princess and it's a really cool relationship dynamic because Princess Bubblegum keeps like butting in on Finn and Flame Princess's relationship. Is it because of what I said earlier? She doesn't want to lose her knight? Is that why? It, it comes across as that and that's how Finn portrays it. So Finn is dealing with like Princess Bubblegum doesn't want me to like love this other woman. But you do realize that her teenageness and I guess her hormones or whatever, if she feels like a super strong emotion, she could destroy the world like immediately. Well, and there's a whole episode about that. Um, oh my gosh. That's as much as I will spoil because that's, I know yeah. that's a big spoiler drop, but it does create the, it, I, I just want to let you know because it was like this part of like, okay, he's got her pinned up in a lantern and then she comes out and then she's all crazy and evil and she comes off as sweet because I think, again, she is sweet, um, but like the Flame King has her locked away because she's dangerous and she's more powerful than him. And he's kind of an egomaniac too, so. Dang. That's crazy, dude. Well... I'm excited to get further in the flame princess and, and all that stuff. I think I think it'll be it'll be yeah. good when we get there. It's a, um, it's just it's great for the show because it's like a relationship between her and her dad, how yeah. he's king. That's a whole another dynamic. Their relationship uh, between her and Finn, and then how Princess Bubblegum interacts with them. It's just like they introduce a character complex enough and close enough to Finn to where it's like they write. 15, 20 more episodes that like are about this. Yeah. But it's interesting. Finn uses the hair of PB at the end of this episode. So maybe that's an, another moment too, where he's kind of going further away from the love that he has. I don't know. It's, it's an interesting episode because it's such a bad look for Finn. The entire episode, right? He's just what, screaming. Uh, the crying part? The crying, or... the screaming constantly. Like, yeah, I, I love that he does fight his like tear ducts at one point, but yeah, outside was, of the, the comedy, outside of the comedy, um, the screaming and all that stuff is just really, it's a bit much, man. I don't yeah, know. It's, it's it, not well, a good look. So I have a factoid on that because that's kind of what I brought up last week in saying they had a lot of questions on on whether Finn should cry or not. And so Rebecca Sugar said this was an episode that she could finally make Finn cry, although he cried before in Jake versus Meemaw. Um, he also seemed to cry in Dream of Love and New Frontier. 
Even though this was not seen on the show, Finn says he spent 30 minutes crying in his bed after Jake almost suffocated him in Crystals Have Power. But this is the, only the second episode where Finn is seen crying, not including a baby. Um, um, wow. And it was, and this is following an episode where Finn is all about, like, I'm not a whiny baby and I don't cry. So it's very, I think even Penn Ward was like, torn on whether or not they should make Finn cry in this episode. So that's I, I, that's why you're feeling what you're feeling is like it's okay. definitely outside of Finn's normal activity, you know? Yeah. Well, I loved when he used Princess Bubblegum's hair because he's freaking out about all the other stuff getting burned up. The, the photos the photo, or the yeah. pictures that he has of Princess Bubblegum and everything getting burned. And he's like, I'm going to kill whoever is doing this. And then he goes and he says, oh, this thing that's causing all this is a girl, which, you know, freaking Finn. But he goes, okay, I'm going <laughs> to oh, sacrifice and- the hair and stick it to the outside of this tree house, right? Because it's made out mm-hmm. of bubble gum. And then I'm going to catch her. And that felt like a good moment to me. That felt like yeah. one of the better moments for Finn for this episode. Yeah, symbolic for sure. Of yeah, is yeah. is he gonna let go of this lock of her hair that he treasures so much, and he sticks to the side of the? And I mean, it's probably still there. I, th- I think it comes back one more time, maybe. Yeah, still rescuable, but yeah, gross. But catches her, and then I mean, this is the first time he's been he's been a hero all this time. But this is the first time he's been like the hero to the heroine, and it's like this little romantic moment between the two of them and then flame princess in that moment um was like who the heck are you you don't even like me and he just looks he didn't even know who she is jake has not filled her in like you yeah no well yeah jake at this point you know jake comes back in he's going to try to tell finn everything that just happened finn has no idea that jake did this whole like presenting the gifts and yeah, has no the, idea who she is. Yeah. And he just looks her dead in the eyes and he's like, I do like you. And she blushes. And that's like this like cheesy, but very adolescent inspiring little yeah, moment between two yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. She slaps him. And again, she runs away and he just loves to chase, man. He loves chasing after these girls. Yeah. That- and that's how season four starts is this very, emotionally oh. driven stupid chase um where finn learns a little Dang, bit about himself okay. but it's the first time we do see kind of uh well we've seen some flaws in finn but this is like this is a big flaw this is a big flaw like yeah. he makes mistakes in the next episode because he's just crushing hard like illogically crushing he's crushed on pb and not done too much that's illogical and this is the first time where he like does stupid stuff because of a girl Okay. Wow. Ah, I hope I don't get annoyed by it, but I'm I'm looking forward to season four and the first episode. No, you. It's not annoying. It's it's going to be very much your like. You're going to be like, oh, he's he's being a teenager. Like, in, yeah. we're we're humanizing Finn. We're making him more just a character okay. than just a hero in the show or something like yeah. that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Well, in case y'all were curious, uh, my lovelies, and I, I think I mentioned it earlier in this episode, were the members of the court, the Mon Mamas. Uh, oh, yeah. My reasoning for that was how gossipy and, and great they are. <laughs> you know, like Jake mentions that Finn's awesome. Um, 
And then they're all just like, awesome. That's the best, awesome friends. That's that's the best kind. That's the best kind. I literally had that in my notes. I was like, awesome. That's the best, that's the best kind. And then three gifts. Wait a second. Three is a lot of gifts. I want three gifts. (laughs) (laughs) It it goes to show it goes to show that they are very much just uh yes people to the flame king, though. That's that's a great point. I didn't even think about that. They definitely come off as Yes, man. Like whatever you say, you know, it's exactly uh, George Lucas's crew when he films um, the prequels. The wait, the oh, well, the, well, yeah, yeah. When they filmed Phantom Menace yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A jerk. The prequels are fine. Whatever. Yeah, they, they aged well. They they aged better than expected. We can when do you know When you know that they're cheesy, you know, it's a lot better than when you're not expecting it to be a cheesy. Yeah. Well, they, they built a lot of universe that didn't exist. Now that the universe exists, and we don't tangent on this, this podcast. Gosh dang it, Star Wars. Now, now that the Star Wars universe is built, the George Lucas prequels aged a lot better. But when literally it was just four, five, and six, and then straight to Phantom Menace, it made no freaking sense at all. (laughs) You know? Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't know. Regardless, well, I, had, I had well a question for you just because we want to. We've analyzed it from like Finn's perspective of being a girl, but like when you were young and when you were in middle school, did you ever have those little like emo moments like that Finn has, like when he's like crying on the floor, looking at her picture and singing sad songs? Like, did you have those little like teenage angsty emo moments? Oh, you know, you know, I've written plenty of terrible poetry throughout my day. Uh, but as far as well, like, I don't think I know because I'm not sure if you've fully shared. Yeah, we we talked about it. poetry I've written and shared with people I crushes on, whatever. But um, as far as emo moments, I think my angst was often like, "Grr, I'm so punk." When really I wasn't punk at all. And so the the first time I bought or I had. Uh, Christmas Day given to me a, a Green Day CD. I thought I was so cool and I thought I was so angsty and like, oh, they're saying the F bomb and like, yeah, I'm in middle school and this is awesome. Those are, that's like how I express myself. I don't really feel like I had many heartbreak moments in, in middle school or high school. When, when me and my middle school girlfriend broke up after a month of not really going on any dates and talking on the phone uh, very periodically, um, and holding hands, walking to the bus, I was, I don't think I cried. I think I was just like, yeah, makes sense. That wasn't, we weren't really dating. But what about you? Were you a little emo boy? Oh yeah. But I mean, I relate with you and maybe, maybe this is why we're actually like good friends is cause that, that was kind of my same response to all that was like, I'm going to get a little more angsty and a little more angry every time it happens. But I had my moments like First round was uh, with anger, Atreyu and Azalea dying and kind of screamo stuff. And then yeah, the so next heartbreak was music, um, essentially. Yeah, the next heartbreak was like Rise Against, which is a little bit more like touchy feely. Some of the stuff is like touchy feely. Um, Very fast tempo though. Yeah, fast fast tempo, touchy, like really good lyrically written song. The ones that aren't about well, politics, that's a pop punker. It's interesting though. I mean, certainly I think music is a great escape for both of us. And uh, it was when we were in middle school when we were having, or high school when we were having silly crushes and still is today. So maybe yeah, that's, that's what you mean by what we you, connect or what we connect yeah. on or whatever. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. It's like, we, we did the same era of music where it was like, yeah. you know, don't waste your time on me. You're already. <laughs> I miss yeah. you. Oh my gosh. Now, do you have any factoids for us for this episode? Let's get back Actually, on topic, please. Yeah. We'll give us, sorry. We, you know, we don't, we don't talk about, uh, our lives here, you know, me and Russell are just so boring. We don't talk about anything. We are. We're in very our lives. boring. Um, I had a moment in this episode, Nate, led to a great factoid. When the Flame King comes on, and I was like, dude, why do I know this voice? Like, what has he done before? Oh so my gosh, some, same. Yes. I had to do some digging. Well, not not that much digging, like some Google Google search digging. His name's Keith David. Uh yep. he's voice acted in a lot of stuff, a lot of obscure like side characters in a lot of shows. And I was like, but I don't recognize any of them. He's the president from Rick and Morty. Yep. Yeah. I've and, I had that same feeling. I was like, I know this dude without a doubt. He's also in community. Like I think he is in a couple episodes. Like he's in so many things. Y'all have definitely seen him before or heard his voice. Oh yeah. Before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say if you've watched any bit of cartoons or any bit of like pop culture TV, like yeah. you would have been like, okay, this Very guy recognizable. like sounds familiar. But the the most exciting fact of this episode is this uh they did a Comic Con 2013 interview um with Jeremy Shada, who voices Finn, and Tom Kenny, who voices Ice King, and does voice Flambo too, which I thought was cool. Um yeah, heck yeah. Is that this is Jeremy Shada's personal favorite episode. No um, way. Why? And I did, I asked him, I, I tried to DM him, Jeremy, if you do listen to this podcast, we're in Atlanta. I know you do some stuff down here occasionally. We'd love to have you on. I tried to get you on for this episode to talk through because I knew it was, it was close to your heart. So we'll get you on soon, but this is Jeremy's favorite episode. Okay. Yeah. If um, we ever have the opportunity to do, that'd be really cool. Exactly, exactly. And then the, the other cool part about this episode is it was the first Adventure Time Valentine's Day special episode. So, you know, we we talked about um, Thanksgiving and spooky seasons and Christmas yeah. episodes that this was a, I love how they ended the season with a really emotional note. And this was a Valentine's Day special. Um, what a great non-Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day special. Yeah, <laughs> I, I like that. I, no, it makes sense though because it is about girls and relationship, or you know, yeah, yeah. people he's interested to, he has crushes, interested in, has crushes and stuff. Um, so it is a it is a love relationship type episode, but it's not specifically like I don't know. Here's a Cupid character and a shooting, you know, his Cupid yeah. hearts into people's butts and making them fall in love with people, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I, I feel like there's a, there was a lot of like um, Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, like Valentine's Eve. Like I'm trying, I don't even know the specific one that uh, and Fairly Odd Parents. Like they definitely did some like Valentine's Day stuff, but most of the themes of those shows were around heartbreak and crushes and yeah. liking somebody who was not like the Timmy Turner and Trixie Tang in uh, Fairly Odd Parents. It's like very similar parallel to like Princess Bubblegum and Finn. It's like, it's just love that you have this crush, but they're not meant to be. And you've got somebody out there that's like way more of your vibe. Yeah. Um, which is, which is the Flame King to 
or is it the flame? Uh, the flame, flame king. The flame, <laughs> yes, the flame king to Finn. You know, just a nice crush This episode there. has been brought to you by the most whiskiest episode the Never Ending Adventure Boys <laughs> not, have done in a long time. Not the most, but uh, it's a little bit there. In a long time. <laughs> in a long time, <laughs> and at least 75 days. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I, 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 I know I still, what you're talking about. Um, I'm excited for this episode. I love this episode because of what it sets up for season four. And it just, it creates just, you know, we still bounce around between so many random episodes and dungeons. And this sets up a lot of canon that's, that comes back through season four. Yeah. Um, I, but weirdly enough, I watched it again. I'm like, I don't know if this will make my top five. I don't, I don't know. There was a lot of good stuff in season three. We just got done with dungeons. It's good. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Do you think, are you, I mean, I've asked I'm you this really shot to hear that it was uh, the main voice actor of Finn's favorite episode. That's really surprising. I, I don't think this is going to be top five for me, sadly. Yeah, well, I, I, I want to like this because I know people love this episode. They have to, but. I'm not surprised that this is his favorite episode because if you think about it, like Finn and Jeremy aged at the same time they came out yeah. in the seasons as jeremy was growing up so jeremy would have been true. 13 or 14 at this time and but this, this is, is a first... jake adventure this is barely a finn adventure you know it, it, it might just because it tees it up and if i had to wager a guess it would be jeremy going i'm developing more as a person i've got these hormones i've got this change that's happening to me and when is that going to happen with finn and this is the episode where it happens and finn shows vulnerability shows emotion and i do think that maybe this is possibly the moment where jeremy figured out he's like i'm not just voice acting on tv show like he's like i am finn like i am going to be finn at this point and like finn is me and i am finn and like the writers can i I would assume that after this moment too the writers had to have been like hey jeremy how would you as a 15-year-old boy have reacted in this situation. Okay, cool. Let's write this episode based on that reaction, you know? Yeah, cool. Yeah, I like that. I think I think that makes sense in my mind for sure. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Well, and, and, and just, cool. uh, I'm just, I'm all giddy for season four now. All right. I'm excited, man. Uh, do you have any factoids for us or have we kind of gone through uh, Yeah, them no, that was, the, that was the last of the factoids for sure. Cool. Uh, we've, we've tapped out on everyone. I wanted to know, do you have any lessons? A season three lesson, a this episode <sighs> season lesson? Season three lesson? No, I do have for <laughs> we'll this do that episode. Next week. We'll do that next <laughs> yeah, week. Yeah, let me get into that next week. Um, man, I, I just, I think I'm not, I'm not sure I'm really a fan of rebound relationships. And I know mm. this isn't necessarily, well, it feels like a rebound relationship because Finn was so upset and he was crying so much to this episode. And then all of a sudden he's over PB and he's so into this new crush. Um, but I don't really feel like, am I, again, personal opinion, feeling like replacing one strong emotion with another Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, yeah, it's really that's like the one. key to a healthy, happy relationship, but, but who knows, right? Like sometimes it takes seeing that, like you'll find another love eventually to get over or like to move on and be like, Oh, the yeah. world is not ending. I can move on. So there are two sides to that coin, but I'm just not the biggest fan of rebound relationships. And that hopefully like, that's not what this is for Finn. It's... <sighs> It's a little bit like, and I see, and and it is, that's actually a lot of like the development of this relationship is it's, 
is it for real? Is does he really like her, or does he just like her because she's there and she's not Princess Bubblegum? And and that's a lot of kind of the emotional uh, trial that Finn goes through. Like, does he really like PB, or does he just like somebody that's available, accessible? Um, hmm. So I'll I'll see what you have to say about that. But you're you're not wrong in that. So yeah. I think that that's a valid feeling to have. Yeah. Well, what are your what's your lesson from uh, this episode? Um, Mine is, uh, <laughs> I'm going to do a little bit of, um, oh, uh, Jeff Goldblum from, from Jurassic Park. Uh, love, uh, uh, love finds a way, <laughs> you know, that's um, good. That's one lesson. And then the second one is sometimes all it takes is a fiery hot slap to the face to realize that you, uh, need to like somebody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because I just love how. She just smacks him in the face, and he's got that like fiery little like palm <laughs> Left, print yeah. on his on Finn's face, right when she slaps him, and he's like she brands Dude. him with her hand. But um, I will say if this doesn't turn out to be favorite episode of the season, I think this is my favorite ending. Like literally, it just is like whoa, dude. I think I've got a crush. <laughs> like it's I just love ending. yeah, such a good ending to this episode. But that's great. Oh, fun, fun season. Uh, more yeah. fun. Then season one, we we powered through season one. We climbed a little mountain. We 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 wet your whistle with season two, and now I think we are locked in after season three. So I'm I'm pumped, man. Cool, yeah. Uh, more fun than season one. Less nostalgic, certainly for me at least than yeah, season one. Yeah. Well, there'll be some um, maybe season four, maybe. There, I think after season five is when they. Like I'll even go back and watch episodes and be like, I forgot this one existed. Like, yeah. just because there's so many. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm really excited. I think the next season is set up well to introduce this new character and dive deeper into her and their relationship, and and also set up well for perhaps the return of some bad guys. Like, where's the mm-hmm. list? What's he been doing? Mm-hmm. Let's let's get into it. Uh, and I'm sure we'll talk about that more when we review season three. Um, and either the next episode or the following episode, but I'm excited for it. Ned, do we have any Traveler's Log stuff this episode? Yes, we do have some Traveler's Log stuff. I think you, I think you've fully, I can pull it up actually. Oh, no, I got it. I got it. We're good to go. Um, so we got a Traveler's Log from James, um, James and his Instagram, which I don't think we're, I think we can call it his Instagram is Soyboy James on Instagram. That's (laughs) S-O-Y-B-O-Y James. Okay. On Instagram. He has um, some notes from us when we were talking about Another Way, the episode where uh, it's the creepy clown ladies and they get injured from jumping off a bird. And James has some good thoughts. He he interpreted more of it as setting boundaries. Um, so he had three notes. That Finn sets no boundaries. He allows Jake to make the decisions about their bird jumping injury care. Um, even though he protests it and he initially tolerates it. The second point is that Finn sets clumsy boundaries where he asserts himself so much that he tramples on others to protect his autonomy, which usually follows not settling, not setting boundaries because the irritation builds up and it breaks out. And then the third point, kind of the end of the episode, is when Finn sets healthy boundaries. He ultimately gets the bird jump injury care that he make that makes sense for him and then is able to set things right with those he hurt. Um, so James, I, I love that you bring up those points because, yeah, exactly like you said that you were surprised. We did not get into that more. 
Um, I think it's definitely something that we, I would have loved to have analyzed it from that angle, but I love that you bring this up. It's a great angle on a development and a maturity of Finn of boundary setting, of tolerating something, letting an emotion build up, making mistakes because of that emotion, and then, you know, getting a healthy ending and a healthy development out of it. And that's the whole point of this show. Man, what a great takeaway. Uh, You know, wish we were that capable of coming up with (laughs) <laughs> we're, capable, we're capable of a lot, Russell. Give no, us a little credit. Capable. Give us a yeah, little credit I'm, here. I'm just busting. I'm busting. No, it is. It's very much like everybody has a different takeaway from the different episodes. And I wish we would have liked that one a little bit more. But he's definitely correct in saying that the clowns were way too distracting. It was very, very distracting. To to want to like that episode or to get deeper into that episode in, in any way, any shape or form. Yeah. Um, yeah. But well, it, regardless, it's cool. It's cool because the more that we do this podcast and I get to pick your brain about it, specifically, I'm learning more about perspectives I never had on the show. And it's nice to know that other people are out there like, hey, you're missing stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I think yeah. we could we could do this whole, we could finish nine seasons of this show on a podcast and go back and start it all over and probably talk just as much about each episode over again. And that's that's why the show's awesome. Yeah, but we won't. That's my promise to you. You don't want to do 18 <laughs> seasons of this? Come on. We're not going to do this this entire po- or <laughs> show yeah. again on this we'll, podcast. We'll, we have a lot of other things. If we ever get through, it'll probably take us, what, about four and a half years, I think, we we calculated to finish the podcast. If yeah. we ever keep going, we're we're going well, to do something It's a never-ending adventure, my dude. It's going to keep it's going in some brother. form or fashion. Uh, yeah, regardless, it, thank you so much, everybody. Uh, I, I we'd love it, you guys. As Ned always says, check us out on Neverending Adventure Podcast on Instagram, TikTok at Neverending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore podcast. Email us your thoughts, opinions. Get on that Travelers Log at nea.travelerslog at gmail.com. And you can always review us, let us know. We'll shoot you a sticker. Um, Ned, do you have any any final thoughts? Before we get, I mean, we're going to do a review. So like, we're going to talk more about season three, but this is definitely the last episode about an episode for season three. Yeah. I've got, I've got many things I need to take notes on for season three in terms of especially Finn development between episode one and 26. Yeah. But my only note for today as we end season three is that I love that you guys feel very much in the deep depth of my heart. Well, controversial. Just kidding. We do. <laughs> it's true. We very much do. I love you y'all. guys. Russell likes the party, but he hates you guys. I like. I like to party. I do. I don't know party. what this voice is. I hope it's not offending anybody. Thank you so much. All right. See you later. Party forever. <laughs> oh, party forever. Love you guys. Season three. Season three. Nine more seasons. <laughs>